The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out as we do. Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, McShane, Fitz, El Jefe, Grim, and El Devlin. Thank you guys so much for all of your support and your friendship. It means the world to me, and you guys are one of the reasons I keep doing this. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say you're the only reason, but you are a huge part of it. The other part of it is the fact that if I don't get this shit off my chest, my head might actually literally physically explode, and nobody wants to have to clean that shit up. So, in a little glimpse behind the curtain for you guys, as I sit here uh, behind this microphone, I've probably been sitting here for a couple of hours now, uh, and I have a lot, a lot on my mind, but at the same time, I've been having thoughts about things, and Another one of these situations where I would love feedback from you guys, seriously. I mean, whether that be via one of the social media platforms, you know, Twitter, Instagram, or uh, Facebook, or even an email or whatever. But I've been thinking about it, and this was never really intended to be a news program per se, and I would never claim to be a news source. I know some people do hear about things that are going on in the world from me, and uh hopefully from there go out and do their own research and form their own opinions. But I know sometimes I do touch on things that people were unaware of before they heard me say it. But generally, I never really intended this to be a like news-centric program. Now, granted, a lot of my rants and my ramblings tie into whatever is going on this particular week. But at the same time, I feel like that's not really what I intended this thing to be in. If that's what I'm going to be, maybe I should be doing it a little better, you know? So I guess this is my question to you guys. I'm going to put this to you. Is, like, the current event stuff something you guys are enjoying? Or should I focus more on just, you know, thoughts and philosophical shit? Or uh, just general ranting? Or should I just fucking hang it up? I always love putting that option out there. Because I always get at least one smart ass that's like, yeah, you suck, stop as if I'm going to just hang it up because somebody told me I should. But it's always fun. But I digress. But yeah, that's just something that's been rolling around in my head. So I figured I'd get it out there. And in a quick reminder, still doing the giveaway for the gift certificates to HorribleDesigns.com. Still have an opportunity to get your name in the raffle. Uh, you need to tell me you want your name put in if you are a free feeds listener. If you are a Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee supporter, you will just be entered automatically because I already have your names and I know you guys support me and theoretically are listening to the show. So you guys don't have to do anything. But yeah, free freed people. I'd love to give somebody this gift certificate for free to go buy some merchandise from a website that has supported the show for a very long time now and whom I would love to return the favor to and support them back. So. Yeah, if only one or two people enter, it's not really much of a contest at that point. And as of right now, I only have like two names on that list. I would love to get more than two names on that. Theoretically, according to the metrics, at least 50 people listen per week. So 
discounting the people who are on the supporters list, that still leaves a whole bunch of people that could be entering to get this free shit. And I would uh, really appreciate it. But I'm not just going to assume that you're listening and you want to be entered in the contest unless you actually do the one simple little fucking thing I asked, which is reach out to me and say, hey, Aaron, put my name in the drawing. I don't care which platform you do it on. I don't care how you want to go about it. I don't really care how you phrase it as long, other than expressing interest and being entered in the raffle. I am requesting that one very specific thing to prove that you have got some interest in listening to the raffle. Just tagging me in a post regarding something else or whatever is not going to be sufficient. I want a direct message requesting the entry. It's my chocolate factory, and those are the rules if you want to take the tour. And that being said, all right, so let's get into it. So this past week has been an absolutely massive shit show of a week, and there's way more than I can cover without this probably being like a two and a half hour episode. If I was going to sit here and focus on all the news related newsworthy bullshit that's going on in the world. And I've had a lot of time where in my downtime or, you know, even when I'm walking around the grocery store, or whatever, I have a lot of random ass thoughts. I know that's hard to believe after you've listened to me yammer on in the show, but I'm pretty much always mulling something over. There's, I'm always working through some scenario when I'm, whenever I'm doing anything. When I should probably be paying better attention to things I'm doing, I'm usually thinking about something else. When I'm doing something that doesn't actually require my attention, and this may sound horrible to some people who don't understand this, but when you've been doing the same job for like 30 years, you get to the point where certain things you can do without actually thinking about them. And there are things I do where I'm at work and I'm not even paying attention to what I'm doing because it's just so ingrained into how I do things where my mind wanders and I come up with a lot of thoughts and a lot of theories and a lot of stuff. And honestly, a lot of those rambling, wandering mind thoughts are probably what got me some of my original core of listeners because it is, you know, it's, it's the way I look at things. It's the way I put things, the way I coach things. And so we're going to get into that a little bit too in this episode, but the big giant, ridiculous blood soaked elephant in the fucking room is what's going on in the Middle East right now. And it's a horrible thing. But as I said last week, because obviously at this point it's still going on, there's going to be blowback, there's going to be repercussions. As I said last week, this shit has been going on longer than anybody walking the face of the earth has been alive. We're talking about people whose ancestors were killing other people's ancestors back and forth for pretty much since the dawn of time. And if you want to reference ancient stuff and say the land disputes are Israel should have claim to the land and all the Arabs are taking over because they're descendants of Turks and yada, yada, yada. And there's a million different fucking arguments. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't dwell on the past too fucking much, which is probably one of those reasons that a lot of people hate me is because I don't base my values and my beliefs necessarily on things that happened 2000 years before I was fucking born. A lot of my thoughts and my opinions are formulated around the, the core facts of interacting with people and a real basic tenant of, I won't do something to somebody if I wouldn't want it done to me. I mean, within reason, there are certain things that will trigger me doing things to you that I guarantee I wouldn't want done to me. Like, you know, if I find out you're doing inappropriate things with children or someone I really care about and you're, you're picking on somebody who's weaker than you and doesn't have the wherewithal to defend themselves, to, to stand up for themselves, then I am a lot more inclined to do horrible, horrible things to people. 
or at least the very, at the very least, a verbal abuse that will make them question their life choices, depending on the severity of their infraction. But ultimately, the duly elected government of Palestine is Hamas right now. Do I think Hamas is an accurate representation of all Palestinian people? No, I don't. Do I think the Arab nation and the Arab world is all inherently worthy of being wiped out and destroyed as so many fucking people are all of a sudden on that bandwagon? No, I don't. I think ideologically, anyone that calls for another group's complete eradication is kind of fucked. And if you find the more radical, hardcore Islamic faith people, they kind of require you either convert or you die. And and that's the extremists. I think there's a lot of people that are Muslim and believe in Islam and are decent, kind, caring human beings. I don't I refuse to paint anybody with a big brush. I prefer to judge people based on their individual merit. And it's the same thing. You will find extremist Jews, extremist Catholics, Christians. You will find extremists in every fucking religion. And you will find a lot more decent, uh, just normal human beings, people who just want to live their lives and be left the fuck alone, more or less. The problem is the general person who's just trying to live their life and be left the fuck alone tends not to have the coverage or the impact even on everyone else's lives because they're out there living their own lives and living other people the fuck alone. So they'll be left the fuck alone. Whereas you get these extremist wackadoos who want to force their belief structures on everyone else. And I'm not singling out any single group here. I'm talking about anyone who believes they should force their beliefs on everyone, that everyone must live by their values and their doctrines. Otherwise, they're just wrong and need to be destroyed. Fuck those people. They need to be fucking dealt with in the harshest way possible because you can't reason with people like that. You can't negotiate with people like that. You can't come to terms with people like that. Now, where I take issue with the way things are going in the current situation is there's a whole lot of fucking collateral damage being done, and it's not okay. And the ironic thing is the fact that I hold this stance has already gotten me plenty of shit over the course of my life, but with the current conflict and struggle going on, I've been accused of hating both sides already because I'm not in favor of either side. I'm not in favor of the governments that are causing innocent people to fucking die. I'm not in favor of doing things in approach that will take thousands of other innocent lives away. So if you want to judge me and say you're anti this or you're pro that, you can think whatever the fuck you want, but that's not realistically how it is. I am, I stand with people. I don't stand behind governments because none of them are here for anyone's good, whether they're a theocracy, whether they're based on, and there's, there's literally nothing I can think of that's good. They're all ridiculous dictatorships. Even the current, you know, the closest thing to an actual free society is the United States, and we're barely that anymore. There are other, you know, smaller European nations that have more freedom and rights than we do at the moment. And it's sad because this is supposed to be the freest country on the planet, but, you know, what do I know? Ultimately, though, that's going to bring me back to talking about what's going on in the U.S. government right now. Now, they're still trying to find a speaker for Congress. And the leading candidate right now is uh, Jim Jordan, who's more like hardcore conservative. He's got the grassroots support of all the America First people. He's still got some holdouts on the Republicans that are not uh, voting for him. I think they're down to eight Republican representatives right now that are voting no on him. 
And uh, there's been a lot of grassroots pressure, social media pushing to get the guy down, uh, to get him in the seat. And some of the argument is, well, we just want to get back to work. And, of course, none of the Dems are going to vote for him because they're still trying to push to, like, there's ever going to be a chance that the Republicans are going to vote in a Democratic representative, particularly AOC with her big mouth, stupid ass. Still seems to think Hakeem Jeffries is going to get in there, and it ain't going to fucking happen. Not today, not tomorrow, not as long as the Republicans hold the control of the House. And she's a fucking idiot for repeating it over and over again like that's the only logical course. He's not like some moderate that's going to bring unification to both sides of the aisle. He's part of the fucking squad or whatever the fuck they call themselves. He's one of them. He's not going to get the fucking nod. And she needs to just shut up. She's a fucking idiot. I can't stand that dumb bitch. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So there's there's some chaos. Jim uh, Jim Jordan looks like he's going to be the he's kind of the, the front runner right now. And like I said, he's got a lot of grassroots support, not a lot of uh, establishment support, which is probably kind of speaks in his favor to a lot of people. But the right, the grassroots right, is starting to make their voices heard and to become more vocal and. They're starting to take the fight back to things. So if depending on where you stand, that may be a good thing. My 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 biggest fear is there's going to be a way overcompensation to offset all the leftist bullshit that we've been going through for the last, you know, five, ten years, whatever it is. And we'll we'll just have to kind of wait and see how that pans out. Personally, I'm fine with Congress not being in session. I'm fine with nothing going on because that means they're not spending more of our fucking money funding these bullshit wars and you still have like war hawks like Lindsey graham out here running his fucking mouth talking about we need to go out there we need to be full-on committed to this he's talking about us fucking going to war with iran this fat war hawk piece of shit somebody needs to introduce him to the brutal realities of war that aren't going to affect him when he's sitting behind his desk somebody needs to take his ass drop him in the middle of the fucking current conflict and let him see how much it would really suck. And what the soldiers, he's more than willing to throw into the fucking meat grinder to line his fucking pockets on the kickbacks he gets from the fucking war machine. That fucking rat bastard, he really, he, somebody, somebody needs to do something bad to him. Now, I am not personally advocating for it. I just think that would be karmic justice. Maybe one of the numerous uh, undocumented migrants or, you know, illegals as they really are that have crossed the border in the last three years. Uh, would be kind enough to, you know, maybe just stop by his office, pay him a little visit. And speaking of that fine bunch of scholars and the conspiracy theorists and basically anybody with any fucking common sense has noticed, like I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with immigration if you do it the right way. I don't have a problem with people owning guns if you do it the right fucking way, the legal way. And that's the long and the short of it. And if your women and children and families coming here to live a better life, I personally think we shouldn't make it fucking a nightmare to get through the system. But you should have to go through the system. You should have to process it and understand, you know, be educated, understand the laws and the customs of the land and the responsibilities you will have as a U.S. citizen. You have to, you know, I don't necessarily think you need to know all the stuff that's on the the uh, U.S. citizenship test because most high school students nowadays can't pass the fucking U.S. citizenship test. But I do think you should still have to go through all the steps and do it the right fucking way. Meanwhile, the just unrestricted flow of military-aged men that has been coming across the southern border of the United States for the last three years, I think the last count was somewhere around 6 million individuals over the last three years. Um, 
yeah, it's it's ridiculously out of hand. And there is not a doubt in my mind that there are sleeper cells of various organizations from different countries that mean the people of this country very ill will. Um, I don't feel like that's conspiracy theories talk. I think that's realistic. The FBI, whom I think should be disbanded and have literally zero faith in, recently issued a statement saying the possibility of a Hamas-sponsored or ISIS-style attack on U.S. soil is not insignificant. Now, the fact that the alphabet agencies are going out and saying things like this pretty much guarantees it's going to happen, whether it's a legit foreign entity doing it or a false flag to push us into a conflict, you know, trying to drum up some fucking interest in the, the United States and try and get the citizenry all riled up to go to fucking war. Because realistically, that it seems like I mean, these are things that I five years ago, I would have looked at anybody saying this shit and been like, you're a fucking nutball. You're a tinfoil hat wearing asshole. You really do think the government's got space rays aimed at your brain to try and feed you false information, don't you? But unfortunately, the tinfoil hat motherfuckers may have may be onto something because everywhere we turn these days, the information is coming out that, yeah, the, the, <laughs> those assholes were right. All the conspiracy theories are basically being proven true at this point. So when the FBI comes out and says, yeah, there may be an act of terrorism in the United States, in the continental United States, people in big cities need to be on more of an alert. It doesn't say to me that they have some sort of intelligence and they're sharing information with us or beyond anything that should be common sense. Because, yes, when there is a religious war being fought over religious doctrine and ethnic amnity and people are picking sides here... And whether that's because you have ties to ethnic Judaism or whether it's because you think Hamas was extremely out of line, which they fucking were for performing acts of terror upon Jewish civilians and in Israeli citizens and international citizens and taking hostages and literally nothing they've done is a good thing. That does not completely absolve any responsibility and the repercussions to it. Just carpet bombing fucking Giza is not the way to go or Gaza. I'm sorry. And. It's it's so complex, and it's such a shit situation, and it's so rooted in a bunch of things that really shouldn't be a factor at this point in our society. And the timing of it really is super suspicious. It, the information has come out that Egypt warned Israel three days in advance to the attack that it was coming. First they said something was coming, then they were like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Hamas is making a play. You guys should be ready. The fact that I've said, and I said this before, the fact that the Hamas terrorist soldiers got through one of the most well-defended borders in the country and managed to rain all kinds of chaos and, you know, kill hundreds and injured hundreds more in a very short span of time without being detected. The fact that they got fucking parasailers in over the, over the border to come down in a rave. And you know, there was so many things that don't add up here. The fact that they managed to launch a rocket attack while the fucking iron dome the most advanced missile defense system on the planet happened to not be functioning at the moment, then too much of this shit doesn't add up. Too many of these arrows don't, you know, they, they point to one thing and it's not what we're being told. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. And then you got fucking Netanyahu who is basically a war hawk. He has said on record that he thinks the, the Palestinian people need to be eradicated. He's compared them to rats and to rodents and to pests and he said they need to be eradicated. Now, 
I agree. Hamas is a terrible organization and should be destroyed because they believe in doing things through terror. Does that mean every person in the Gaza Strip needs to be killed? No, I really don't believe that. Uh, women and children. I mean, every 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 missile strike that you know blows up a building and yeah, Hamas does not play by the rules. They they are not brave warriors. They are not jihadis. They are fucking cowards. They are establishing their base heads in schools and in hospitals. Their primary military things are in the basement floor of a ho- where their main hospital for the entire region is. That's where their outposts and their, their leadership is setting up because they use the innocent people as human shields so they can cry out about what a fucking travesty it is that these innocent people died because they were trying to take them out. You know, they don't bring up the point that if they hadn't been hiding behind these innocent fucking people, they'd still be alive. I mean, for better or worse, Israel, to the best of my recollection, with the, like I said, with the current exception of Netanyahu saying he wants to wipe out the entire Gaza Strip, has pretty much gone out of their way to give people a heads up, to try and minimize civilian casualties. You know, they send out text messages and pamphlets and leaflets and notifications saying, hey, we're going to come bomb this shit. You should go away. And Hamas tells their citizens, oh, no, they're not really going to do it. Don't leave. Allah will protect you. Whatever bullshit they're feeding the people to try and they're actively trying to increase civilian casualties so they can paint Israel with a with a broader brush of being the bad guy, saying that blood is on their hands because they don't care about killing innocents. Well, neither does Hamas. Both sides in this conflict are a problem. And neither does any fucking war hawking politician in the U.S. that's out here saying, well, you know what? We need to be arming this and funding this and doing this and doing that. And we need to get boots on the ground and all sorts of just things that no, the U.S. has fucking war fatigue and we're not even technically in any wars. We're paying for them, but we're not actually at war with anyone as a country right now. And it's utterly ridiculous that we're financing two wars or we are on the premises of financing two wars as of the moment israel has said they don't want any foreign intervention they don't want any foreign soldiers on their ground in their country they said we're going to deal with the shit we're going to handle it ourselves and frankly the israeli military is not somebody i'd want really mad at me but you know that's neither here nor there that's courtesy and respect at this point that they they don't fuck around and it's gonna it's they don't want us there they don't they're not asking for our help right now i say we have no business being there i say american troops should be worried about america i say we should be financing things in america that's why i keep saying we don't need to keep sending billions of dollars to the fucking ukraine we've covered the lion's share of their fucking current defense fund they have possibly been selling weapons that we gave to them for their defense to Hamas. There is, they're having so much trouble sourcing where Hamas got a whole bunch of American hardware that was used in these attacks. And there is video footage and pictures of Palestinian people in the streets shooting M4s, like fully kitted out, fancy-ass optics, high-end military, well, as high-end as military spec goes, I mean, you know, the military, it's kind of one of those things. There's a joke out there where so like civilians hear military spec and they think it's great and vets hear military spec and they're like, oh my God, it's a piece of shit because a lot of the military stuff is purchased and built by the lowest bidder. Now, that doesn't mean it's the cheapest thing because, you know, kickback's got to come from somewhere. 
But ultimately, yeah, mil spec doesn't necessarily mean great, but it's still very identifiable. And people who know better than me, I mean, I, I am a casual gun enthusiast. People who are like trained in this stuff, have spec this stuff out, gone through the pictures, identified pieces of kit and said, yeah, that's ours. We don't know how they got it, but that's fucking ours. So either they're buying it from buying it in a sell off from Ukraine or they got it from all the shit we left in fucking Afghanistan when, during the absolutely botched withdrawal that happened under the Biden administration. And, they, you know, again, in true fashion to everything else that happened, they, that wasn't his fault either. That was because, well, Trump had made the plans in the timeline. Yeah, but the problem is he didn't follow the plans of the timeline. Rather than extraditing the troops and the, uh, taking all the equipment with and extracting things in an order that made sense, getting all the civilians out and everything, hey, just nope, we're just going to pull up stakes. Just, it's easier just to leave all this shit here. We're going to leave $18 billion in equipment here for the, the, the people we spent 10 years fighting to suppress to come in and take it over. We're just going to hand it all back, and ISIS is going to come back bigger and better than ever because now they're armed with American technology that's better than anything they had the entire time. They were basically keeping us on our heels. Download, subscribe, and listen to Whiskey Hill Podcast. We're the new show that doesn't hold back on today's ridiculousness. We're not on the right, and we're not on the left. We call it the way we see it, and we're going to make you laugh while doing it. Throw in some great craft beer, and you cannot lose. Download Whiskey Hell Podcast anywhere you enjoy listening, and check out whiskeyhellpod.com for more. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk? All the time. I can't understand I why. This, this, voice is, this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are mondo. Some are just Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. And so in some other, you know, things that have happened tied into this conflict in the Middle East, it, it's kind of amazing how this has worked as a, like, the new hot distraction because it's got people on both sides of the aisle all of a sudden all reinvigorated about something else to fight over, something else to you know, the war in Ukraine is losing steam. The people that were supporting it aren't supporting it nearly as hard as they were, and the people that were fed up with it are gaining ground because everybody's getting just fatigued and tired of the U.S. being put dead last in the list of priorities when it comes to every fucking elected official in Washington, D.C. So this conflict in the Middle East subsequently breeds, you know, people taking sides. And... A lot of like hardcore left leaning organizations and individuals prior to leading up to the attack by Hamas had been very much pushing like marching and picketing and protesting in favor of Palestine, uh, free Palestine and the and the apartheid and the oppression. There a lot, a lot of stuff going on. And after the attacks and the counterattacks by Israel, surprise, surprise. Those pickets and protests didn't go away. They picked up. And in a lot of cases, they were found to be in poor taste and have blowback and consequences that these like hardcore left-leaning individuals are not used to receiving consequences for their opinions, their attitudes, and their beliefs. They've gotten real used to the idea that they can say pretty much whatever the fuck they want because 
they're the ones who are speaking for the shitted upon and oppressed and consequences be damned because their self-righteousness protects them. And so, yeah, it's not really working out that way because in this particular instance, when you're defending a group that committed a bunch of terrorist fucking acts, when they, you're, you're trying to stand up for an organization that just slaughtered women and children, you lose a lot of that sanctimonious bullshit. Which brings me to something I want to talk about with the Harvard University Business School. You know, Harvard, prestigious Ivy League, all kinds of rich motherfuckers go there. It's in a lot of movies. It's kind of a big deal. Well, so there was a coalition of 34 Harvard student organizations. They signed a letter that they issued saying they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Following decades of occupation, adding that apartheid regime is the only thing to blame. Now, there were a bunch of different organizations here, Muslim and Palestinian support groups and a bunch of other things. Uh, the African-American Resistance Organization, Harvard Jews for Liberation. Couldn't I can't really get, I haven't been able to find all the organizations. But yeah, so they issued this letter and it drew the ire of a bunch of alumni to start with. Uh, let's see, Elise Stefaniak, a U.S. representative from New York. Uh, Ted Cruz. Harvard President Emeritus Lawrence Summers, who's the former U.S. Treasury Secretary under Clinton. So, yeah, not lightweight individuals issued some statements saying, like, the silence coming from Harvard is at best a neutral stance towards acts of terror against the Jewish state of Israel. Not wrong. There's a reason there's sayings like silence gives consent. If nothing else, silence is at least saying you don't have a stance on the matter. And when you don't condemn a horrific acts, particularly after a bunch of student organizations issue a statement saying that these acts were justified, you kind of look like you're, you know, sitting the fence. But then it gets better. Uh, a couple of billionaire hedge fund managers, uh, Bill Ackman and several other guys, told Harvard, you're going to give us the names of those students from the organizations who signed the letter saying it was Israel's sole fault for the deaths based on the attacks by Hamas because we don't want to hire them. So all these students from these organizations, they, they came to, they very quickly found out that they could not hide behind these organizations and they're not going to be able to hide behind a corporate shield when they're supporting terrorism. And all these billionaires and, and different corporate CEOs have come forward and said, we don't want those kind of people working for us. We don't want to inadvertently hire anybody who belongs to one of these groups. Now, immediately after that happened, some of, not all of them, but some of the student groups withdrew their support. But the simple fact of the matter is you still signed it in the first fucking place. You can't backpedal because like, oops, we got caught. So welcome to reality, kids. Now, on the other side of this coin, while all these CEOs are, as of, as of right now, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the names have not been released yet. Harvard still seems to be fence-sitting. But they're saying that it would be unfair to name these students because that doesn't necessarily show who in the group agreed with it and who didn't because it was just the group's leadership that endorsed these things, not everyone in the group. And they're saying it would put people in a position of unfair... Uh, retribution for acts they didn't necessarily endorse. Now, see, that's where, here's a reality lesson for you, kids. Here's life kicking you in the nuts a little bit. 
you are who you associate with, whether you like it or not. If you are in an organization that espouses values that are not conducive to your betterment or well-being, if they are called into light, you are guilty by association. You are who you associate with. You are who you surround yourselves with. And that isn't just a lesson for like Harvard rich kids. This is everyone in life. If you surround yourself with street-level motherfuckers who ain't trying to do anything with their lives, guess what? None of y'all are going to go anywhere with your lives. If you surround yourself with, if you're the smartest people in the fucking room, you're in the wrong fucking room then. If you surround yourself with people that are trying to do something with their lives, that have goal, that have drive, that have initiative, that want to make something of themselves, you are more likely to be successful yourself. This is not just a situational thing. This is every fucking day. And this is not new information. This is old school stuff. This is stuff that goes back to before I was a kid. There were songs when I was a kid that you are who you're surrounded by. It's true. It's not something that just happens. So if you're in these organizations because you think it's going to give you clout or because it's what your friends want to do, that means you're hitching your horse to that fucking wagon and you are going to ride with it or you are going to sink with it. You know, that's one of those things I tried teaching my kid when he was growing up is, you know, you got to be careful of the company you keep because you are who you are associated with. It doesn't matter if, you know, somebody's your friend and they do some low life shit. If you still stand by them, even though they're doing some low life shit, you are a low life by association and people will not take you seriously. You're not going to be the guy that people are going to trust or go to or look to. You're going to be the guy that hangs out with fucking low life. So you must be a low life, too. It's not necessarily fair. It's not always true. I mean, I've got friends that probably qualify as fucking low lives that for whatever stupid ingrained sense of loyalty I have, I can't completely cut them fucking loose, even though I know it would be in my best interest to do that. But I don't because that's just not the way I am. And I, I like to hope that my strength of character and my moral stance and me being me is enough to override anybody that might meet these assholes. But on the other side of that coin, I don't bring those friends around people that I want to have a good opinion of me. I don't bring them around everybody that I know. I don't introduce them to people I work with. It's just not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to completely cut you off and abandon you because you've made a lot of shit decisions in your life. But at the same time, I'm not going to let your shitty attitude, your shit demeanor drag me down with you because ultimately you can't save everybody and you can't, you can't stop somebody from drowning that refuses to kick their fucking legs. You know, you can only do so much to help people out. And ultimately, you are who you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with a group that's going to condemn people that were attacked and stand besides the attackers and say they deserved it, then you better hope that horse fucking wins because there's a really good chance that's going to bite you in the ass. And whether you are actively supporting that mindset or not, if you're still associated with the people that are, you're just as fucking guilty of it as they are in the eyes of pretty much fucking everybody. It's kind of like the blowback that like Target and Bud Light got and everybody else that's going to get the Bud Light treatment for pushing out into the ultra woke stuff. And that's guilt by association. Bud Light has still not recovered from the Dylan Mulvaney thing, which brings me to the next thing I want to talk about. Dylan fucking Mulvaney is still in the news. He's still doing his parody of a girl. Those days of womanhood experiment may have come to an end, but he's still going around insisting that he's a she and. I still think it's a scam. I still think Dylan's a long game fucking con artist. I don't believe that he for one second believes that he's actually a girl or that he's living his best truth and his best life. Still hasn't committed to bottom surgery, so I'm not saying uh, I buy it. I I really I do think. I mean, if you 
honestly feel like you're in the wrong body and you're an adult and you have to transition and you want to do whatever you got to do to live your best truth, that's great. Dylan, I think, is a fucking con artist. I'm never going to not think that because it's bullshit. It's a parody. It's a mockery of what an authentic woman is because I don't know a single biological woman who behaves that way. I don't know a single authentic trans individual who behaves that fucking way, which is why I question so many of these, like, I identify as a female and I get to use the bathroom, but I look like a fucking lumberjack. I still have five o'clock shadow. I think you just want to go into the women's restroom. I don't think you identify as a female. I don't think you're living your best truth. I think you are a predatory parasite who's taking advantage of a situation that gives you a chance to be a creepy fuck. I mean, if you feel like you're born in the wrong body and you take the steps as an adult to make the change and transition, and that's how you need to deal and cope with your body dysmorphia and your feelings that you are gender dysphoria and all the other whatever medical legit issues where you have a legitimate issue and you're trying to deal with it, that's just, and you just behave like an authentic human being and you're just being yourself? Fucking fantastic. That's great. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got to a place where you can be comfortable in your own skin and you can live your best life and you can be happy and you can be fulfilled and you can be whatever you need to be to be the best you you can be without shitting on anybody else's cornflakes. But when you walk around acting like a complete stereotypical parody of what you claim to be, you don't get that point. You don't get that credit. I don't buy it. Dylan was named Woman of the Year by uh, a magazine called Attitude. It's a UK-based LGBTQ plus publication uh, who apparently decided that Dylan is their pick for woman of the year. Now, honestly, who cares? It's a magazine with a obvious agenda. It pushes a certain thing. Uh, It's not like it's fucking Newsweek or Time or something like that. That is, I mean, even these days, those publications are no longer considered unbiased or non-agenda pushing, but it's a magazine geared specifically towards the LGBTQ plus f- people. And if I was in that alphabet group, like I said, Dylan just strikes me as such a utterly phony. I would be pissed off that that was the best one they could find. It, but that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm completely missing the mark. Maybe there's a lot of people out there who think, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that think Dylan is fantastic and Dylan is an icon and a spokesperson. Mostly because Dylan is validating their own bullshit because, like I said, it's it's not like there's anything authentic about Dylan's behavior that makes me go, you know what, this is really just somebody living their best life. I mean, it is somebody living their best life, but not because they found their true self and decided they're a woman, not a man. It's because they're getting fucking paid and not a little bit either, handsomely fucking paid, doing a lot better than a lot of people are these days. And being named Woman of the Year by an organization that is really unlikely to feel the bite of other people coming back because it's geared towards a specific subset. I think it would be fantastic if, like, genuinely authentic trans individuals took this offensively, but I don't necessarily think that... Maybe they don't see things the same way I do. Like I said, maybe there's a lot of people out there who are just like, you know, this is the truth. This is Dylan living their truth, but... I don't fucking buy it. I really don't. So anyway, after that, the leader of Hamas, yes, I'm back on this shit because I'm just kind of going chronologically here because believe it or not, I do have notes and these are the order my notes went in. The leader of Hamas came out and called for a global day of jihad on Friday the 13th. And this was before the FBI issued any warnings about 
potential terrorist acts. They actually said, we're not seeing any credible threats, but we also advise all these cities to step up their security. And like New York ordered all of its officers into uniform duty for the 13th. And basically all these deep blue states, deep blue cities started panicking. Now, in a case of memes couldn't be any closer to real life than they actually are, pretty much every good old boy out there was like, you call it Global Jihad Day, we call it Open Carry Day, because let's face it, this is the U.S., it's not Israel. You're not just going to walk into random houses and not have a chance of getting shot. And I can't speak for anybody else, but for myself, yeah, I still got up and went to work, because if you stop if you alter your life to accommodate what these people make threats then that's how they fucking win that's how terror works now i did carry a couple extra mags on me that day but other than that didn't really change my routine at all and uh yeah it turned out to pretty much be a big nothing burger there were a couple stabbings in europe but no like massive no explosions no massive outbursts no there were protests and rallies and demonstrations but nothing of any real like horror and it was kind of a disappointment in terms of day of global jihad it really they just don't jihad like they used to i guess but fear not the deep blue cities are still utter shitholes where people are killing each other on a daily basis uh just you know in chicago for example where they've got the catch and release police policies in place now not that it's the cop's fault but the courts and the the politicians have decided that you know you're really not a bad guy unless you do something to one of us because i thought it was hilarious that that jelly-filled fuck muppet of a governor pritzker uh he had a guy that he says was stalking him this guy was found to be outside his gold coast that's uh, for those of you who don't know gold coast is a part of chicago it's a very affluent neighborhood and uh jb pritzker has a mansion there where this guy was found to be outside the property throwing rocks, and he broke three windows, and he was throwing notes through the windows. Basically, he was kind of trolling the governor because he thinks he's doing an absolute shit job, and it's his fault that the state's turning into a shithole. It's his fault that all the illegals are here because he's the one who declared the state a, a sanctuary state, and it's his fault because he's he is basically the Chicago political machine. He is, he only gives a shit about Chicago and Springfield. Cook County is all he gives a fuck about because if you listen to the rest of the state, none of these policies would be in place because like so many other states, Illinois would be red if it wasn't for a couple of deep population centers. That's it. And that's the only place where this fat fuck is popular. And he's not even popular there anymore. Like I said, this guy was arrested for throwing bricks through his window or throwing not even bricks, rocks through his windows. And apparently, according to the Pritzkers, it was something like $7,800 worth of damage done to his property. And he wanted this guy fucking held without bail until he was heard of court because he was a public threat it's like no he was a personal nuisance he was not doing anything to endanger anyone else in public except for throwing rocks at your mansion and throwing notes talking about what a piece of shit you are you fat fuck meanwhile there have been over the course of the weekend multiple reports of guys who are out on their recognizance waiting for their court dates on weapons charges, being arrested again for more violent assaults on weapon charges. The carjackings and the robberies have escalated to where now they're just fucking killing people in the process. 
there was a guy that got in a shootout with another guy over a fucking road rage incident that landed a two-year-old in critical condition because the two-year-old's dad got into a road rage incident, pulled a gun on somebody, the other guy pulled the gun and shot back and hit the kid. It's utterly fucking ridiculous. It's the Wild West out here, but you're not hearing thoughts and prayers coming out of the White House. You're not hearing the cackling harpy laughing her way through mourning about what happened here. But we did have a incident that did get their attention. The White House and the harpy actually spoke on something that happened in Illinois. Uh, they inaccurately quoted this as being a crime that happened in Chicago. It didn't. It happened in Plainfield, which is literally about 20 minutes from my house. It is literally right down the street from a good friend of mine. He drove past the police on his way home on Saturday because there was a guy who is like a 71-year-old uh, landlord who stabbed one of his tenants and killed her six-year-old son, uh, which is being reported as it was because they were Muslim. An anti-Muslim attack sparked by the war between Israel and Hamas, and he felt that he was unsafe because she was going to call her Palestinian friends up and try and harm him and his wife. Now, I haven't actually heard that that is the legitimate cause for what happened. Uh, this is a lot of speculation and very irresponsible reporting at this point when I'm recording this. Maybe verification will come along the lines, but literally, this is the only crime in Chicago that I have heard the White House say anything about, and it didn't even happen in Chicago. It happened in a suburb. But yeah, the only time they say anything about people getting killed is when it fits their agenda, when it pushes a narrative. And right now, they want to drum up all kinds of support for you know, the, oh, there's hate crimes on the rise and there's anti-Semite crimes and anti-Muslim crimes and all these bad things are happening. We need more surveillance. We need more police. We need the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA to have more power. And this is literally just more power grabs because otherwise they'd acknowledge all the other fucked up shit that happened. But they don't. They don't care about it. They're opportunistic parasites. And every time something comes out of the White House about any kind of tragedy, it's only so they can grab more power for the central government, which is never going to be a good thing. It's not in our best interest to let these things happen. And we need to call them on their bullshit. I mean, things are getting to a tipping point here. We've got literally millions of undocumented individuals in this country who have no loyalty to this country, do not share the values of this country. They are here there's a reason it's all military-aged men and not women and children crossing that border. There's a reason they're going to all these big, deep blue cities because that's where they're going to be sheltered and housed, and that's where they're going to start shit. If you're in these areas, keep your head on a fucking swivel. For the love of God, please, just be careful. Practice common sense. Be safe. Be smart. Do what you can. If you can't, get the fuck out of those situations. If you can't, do what you can to enhance your own safety, your own protection. Get a gun, learn how to use it, do what you need to legally be able to carry it if you're in a place where you can. If you can't, I'm sorry. Do something. Get bear spray. Get the gel shit so the wind won't take it away, so it sticks on the face of whoever you got to fucking spray. I mean, we have radicalists and hardcore people on both sides of the aisle right now calling for violence. We have people... In, there was a guy in New York that was a, calling out a rally saying Islam is the one true religion and we will not stop until it is in every house. And this is a guy in New York talking about starting an Islamic wave in America. 
These are not people that you can talk to. These are not people you can negotiate with because they don't believe you deserve to have your life, your freedom, and your happiness. They believe that their way is the one true way, and these are fucking extremists, and they are dangerous, and they are here. And the fact that the FBI and government intelligence is saying, oh, this is something we actually need to be worried about, that worries me more than the fucking guy with a bullhorn ranting in Times Square. So, you know, you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.